Hello, and welcome to The Voiceless, a true crime podcast. I'm Cheyenne. And I'm Ashley. Yay! Episode one! Yeah, so this is our first episode, and after... (laughs) I don't know if you'll be able to hear my husband playing Apex Legends in the background, but if you do, well, he's probably winning. So. Can I apologize? I laughed really loud into the <laughs> microphone. I saw it on the screen. I'm like, oh, that's going to hurt some ears. Yeah. Girls. And uh, so this podcast um, will just be detailing uh, mostly, well, some unsolved, that's some solved crimes. I'm what probably going to try and go more solved because the unsolved ones just drive me crazy. We personally prefer listening about solved crimes over here, not necessarily the unsolved ones, because that's just, that is annoying. Yeah. Although there are some uh, unsolved ones that I'm like, they just pique your interest, because you're like, what happened? Well, just like the Delphi, the Delphi, Indiana one that I was just listening to, because we both just became patrons uh, for the Morbid podcast with Elena and Ash. If you know those people. I mean, you should. (laughs) You really should. Um, So yeah, that one was basically about, uh, well, the Delphi, Indiana murders that just took place, I think, in 2017. But I don't know if we'll cover that one eventually. Maybe. Probably. Depends. There's some that are really recent that, like, I want to cover, even though they've been covered, like, a lot, just because... Well, I don't no, want to say it interests me, but it's just, like, so insane. Like, Lori Vallow. Yeah. Chris like, Watts. But, like, fuck that guy. Well, um, and Scott Peterson, if we're gonna talk about people who can go fuck themselves. I mean... Anybody that, who thinks that guy is innocent, like, oh my god, like, maybe 1% potentially innocent. Shadow of a doubt. Which is why he's not on death row. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think that's uh, too coincidental for all those things to happen. And, like, for him not to have killed his wife. It's like, well, who else could have done it? And that's the thing, like, I don't... Um, I just don't understand how, no matter how bad your marriage is, like, how does killing your spouse become the solution to your problems? Like, yeah, divorce would be expensive. but like at least you're not murdering somebody see the thing is it's not even that expensive like I think my first divorce which will hopefully be my only divorce was like a little bit less than 2k which you know I get it some people like it can drag on for like 10 years but to be honest like I'd rather have 10 years of stress than you know going away for murder for life yeah. And, like, it just makes me wonder, are these people, psy- like, psychopathic? <clears throat> or are these people just stupid? <laughs> and, yeah. Because family annihilators, I don't even know if those people, like, if they're specific with their the psychological, like, how things go with them. Yeah. Because, like, I don't... Because, like, it would be different than, like, serial killers. With oh, that yeah. Whole... Yeah, for sure. Psyche yeah. thing, but yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. It that's the thing with true crime. Like it fascinates me, but there's so much that I'm like, I don't, I just don't get it. Like, and I how did think, you come to this conclusion? Like, and I think that's 
I think that's the best way you can be. It's like when you start to kind of understand why people do things, it's like, oh, okay, that's, that's probably pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> that I can come to the same conclusion. But yeah, it's, it's the thought patterns, which I totally understand why a lot of detectives and, you know, psych- psychiatrists or psychologists just get so, I don't know, like mm-hmm. enveloped. Yeah. By specific cases that just haunt them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But. Like, I've always, like, when I was in high school, I always wanted to be a criminal psychologist. Oh. But then I was like, fuck that, that's too much school. <laughs> I loved watching, like, CSI when I was a kid, and there was, in grade 10, I had a current topics in science class, and then we did actually a forensic, um, a forensics unit and there was one part of the unit we had to like like it was basically like testing for blood like you know the phenol saline or whatever the hell that stuff is mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called but um it's supposed to like turn bright pink when there's like when it tests positive for blood but I noticed when cleaning up and sanitizing the areas when the stuff mixed with bleach it turned bright pink so I'm like huh <laughs> like when I was cleaning Sus. it it all turned like pink yeah so I don't know I don't know but I don't even know how we're gonna work with these edits so, so weird. All over again. Well, it's so weird how. Please make your presentation to the class while everyone stares you down and you try not to pass out from being terrified. This will be worth seventy-five percent of your grade, and if your partner doesn't do equal work, then you know you're shut out of luck. <laughs> well, just fail me now. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that failing grade rather than this public humiliation that I will be dreaming about for the rest of my life. Seriously, though, public speaking is the worst. My legs would shake so bad when I had to public speak. Like, I won, like, a writing contest when I was in grade 8, and then I had to, like, read my story out loud to everybody, which they did not tell me beforehand. (laughs) So, like, when we get there to the... It was, like, an MPI contest. And so when we get there, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Cheyenne, like, we want you to read your story. And I'm like, fucking what now? (laughs) And then some not like, what I signed up for. And then they were like, well, we'll read it for you. And I'm like, I'll just read it. And then, I mean, I did win like 500 bucks, so I guess whatever. And then, yeah, again, I was valedictorian, so that one was like bigger. But I was like, just pretend nobody is here. That whole like picture people naked does not work for me. I don't know why it would work for anybody. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't get that. It's like... It's like, why are we picturing these people naked? We're, like, especially when you're in high school, it's like, we're all underage here. (laughs) This should not be okay. And then there's teachers in the audience, you're like, "Mm, I remember. I remember the first, okay, well, it was funny because when I was a kid, well, it wasn't funny, it was (laughs) terrible. I was uh, terrified and scarred for a little bit, but like when I was a kid, I walked into the wrong change room at the Y, and so I just saw a bunch of dudes, like, naked dudes, like, full-grown man-dick dudes, (laughs) like, showering, and I'm like, this is the wrong shower! (laughs) And I, like, just, yeah, that was, I was like, okay! 
And then I just turned around, I'm like, alright, that's what's between those legs. I'm not cool with it. I want no part of this. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so I guess we can just uh, go into our first episode. I'm going to try not to cry my way through Yeah, this will be the way Ash. It's a very heavy content this one yeah i mean true crime hello (laughs) it's all heavy (laughs) this is what you're here for it's Um, not like you're gonna be like oh hey yeah murder woo fairies and unicorns yeah you're more like oh no this is dark yeah um so since this is my first episode please be gentle in your reviews i am not uh a public speaker, which is quite ironic with the fact that we're doing a podcast and I hate public speaking. <laughs> it's just, it's also very daunting just having like this big black thing in front of you. <laughs> Sorry. It's a robot dick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't even know how I want to start this. But yeah, if you are going <clears> to <throat> review us, like, don't make fun of the way our voices sound or anything because that's just rude like stick to the podcast and the content and be constructive with your criticism yes if you wouldn't appreciate being said to you please don't say it to us because i will be i will be petty i'm just kidding i won't be I, i'll well, cry it depends <laughs> it depends what the comment is i'll cry yeah uh yeah but be nice about our voices like after our trailer, I was like, I need to work on my podcast voice. But I also know that I will not be able to keep that going for however long this podcast goes. Um, so you're going to get the voice that you get, and you're going to have to just deal with it. So it is what it is. Big shout out to A Stranger Danger True Crime Podcast, Mackenzie and Fatina. They've been... Uh, very supportive and helpful. Oh, hell yeah. With uh, getting our uh, podcast up and running. And I'm probably being annoying, sending all these DMs, being like, hey, we're interested in the same things. Woo, let's be best friends. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, like, please be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, like, how getting new friends as an adult is. It's like, oh, hey, hi. You seem cool. Can we be friends? Yeah. Want to go practice karate in the garage? <laughs> well, that's how, like, we became friends in training at work. Like Pretty much. It was, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to be my friend? And then it was, no, I think we actually went out to Starbucks one day. So I was like, hey, if you can go to Starbucks in under ten minutes, I can go to Starbucks in under ten minutes. And then we just became friends, and then Steph joined us, and then we became the cool corner. <laughs> and now I'm leaving you, so yeah. Well, Steph left also. I know everybody's leaving. It's just me and Eric. Hi, I mean, Eric. Same company, different office building. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, oh! I think I just pulled out some of my hair. <laughs> oh well, it's the life of me. Welcome oh, to being a woman. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ash, take <gasps> it away. McDonald's McDonald's sponsor us. But don't, because then I'll get fat. That's true. Although your McFlurries are the best when your ice cream machines are working. Which, which is, is like, like 80 
percent of the time they're not. So yeah. that's true. I meant to say twenty percent of the time they are working, but <laughs> either or, either or. <laughs> it's Sunday. My my brain is is shutting down for Sunday. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> now we gotta get into like sad, serious mode. Although. Knowing this case, I know there's going to be some commentary in here that'll uh, not lift the spirits, but uh, yeah. Before I get into this, uh, fuck the guys that did this, um, because yeah, massive douche canoes. And uh, yeah, you can go fuck yourselves. Uh, You are listening. Are they still alive right now? Yeah, this wasn't that long ago. Um... 2001? Mm, 2001? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was... Or 19? shit. Yeah, 2002. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, so yeah. Then... One of them is still in prison. The other three are out. And if I recall, Gwen was 19 when she passed, right? Or 17? 17. I believe she was born okay. in 85. Yeah, so cool. Uh, fun fact, she has been gone longer than she was here on this earth. So yeah, again, go fuck yourself, uh, to the people who took that away from her. Because um, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just doing math really quick, because even though I'm taking an accounting course, I can't do mental math very well. <laughs> yeah, then she was 17, so that was, and it'll be 19 yeah. years, so. 17. <clears throat> So she would have been 36. There's a whole lot of other reasons that I'm like, she was 17. What were you she was a child doing around? Well, she was some a of child. them were younger, but still but they not. Were still, they were still over 18. So again, if you're a 22-year-old guy hanging out with 17-year-old women, you're fucking weird. And you need to figure out why you're doing that. Because it's not healthy. Yeah. That just reminds me, I know we keep just bantering and tangenting, tangenting, good lord. (laughs) But, uh, like, in high school, like, I remember there were so many girls that were like, my my boyfriend's in college. I'm like, your boyfriend's a pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, when you were in like high school you're like oh that's so cool and now as an yeah, adult you're you, like you think it's that's cool. disgusting you think like, it's cool but then you're like you're an adult and like we're both almost 30 we'll both be 30 this year and it's like i i look at even 25 year olds i'm like you're a baby yeah oh and like me and my husband like i don't know if i'm going to say his name on here but yeah Oh, fuck it. Me and Akash, like, we got married. And is Akash the same age as me? He's ten months younger than me. Oh, okay. <laughs> cougar. Oh, he calls me cougar all the time. That's funny. Um, But yeah, like, we got married when we were, like, 21 and 22. And looking back, I'm like, we were children. Like, it's it's worked out. But, like, I'm like, we were so young. But we were, like, we knew. And we are like, let's just... I gotta lock this shit down. <laughs> lock it down. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So we'll yeah. finally get into the story. Perfect. Um. So first of all, there is going to be a trigger warning on this 
episode and probably every single episode that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so this trigger warning is for murder, obviously, and uh, violent transphobia, um, and a couple other things, but those are like the biggest, biggest yeah. topics. Um, so yeah, we'll do a nice little content advisory in my podcast voice for every episode and hopefully we can also add some outtakes in a uh, a separate sort of episode just to give you all a little bit of a palate cleanser after every episode because I know even mine's gonna be a little bit tough to stomach <laughs> you get to hear all the random shit we yeah. talk about it's gonna be <laughs> and great dumb jokes we make with each other <laughs> it's gonna be great okay <clears throat> And I have not read Ashley's notes on this, so my reactions will be genuine. I know the basic um, kind of outline of what happened to Gwen, but I don't know very. I don't know specifics. I don't know how the trial turned out. I don't. I don't. You're really gonna hate it. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. You're not gonna be happy. Yeah, I don't. I don't like <clears throat> transphobia on a regular day, but when it crosses into murder, and it's just ugh. Yeah. Um, before I get into this, I all I will also say I apologize in advance if I mess up any pronunciation of names because, you know, English is hard and <laughs> English is hard. Yes, I can't even pronounce my maiden name correctly. So, yeah, and I had that for most of my life. So, yeah, so... it is what it is. I'm gonna try. Um, don't come after me if I say it wrong. I'm sorry. Please and thank you. Um, yeah, so first off, I'll do the content warning. I guess this will all be edited out because I just keep saying the same shit. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so trigger warning for this episode. um, Violent transphobia and murder. Um, So content warning. The following story is intended for mature... uh, Fuck me. Mature Mature. audiences. Which means, please do not let your children listen to this until you deem it, you know, acceptable. Unless Parental you, discretion is advised, please. Until you are ready to have that conversation with your child. Yeah. Which, when they're a teenager, probably. I don't know. Yeah. My mom just handed me a book and was like, here you go. <laughs> Still traumatized. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> Let's try this again. Yes. <clears throat> the following story is intended for mature audiences. It features adult content and details of a violent nature. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, so my first case today is um, the tragic murder of Gwen Arujo. Um, so a little backstory. Um, this, she was a transgender woman, and, uh, without getting into too many details, she was brutally murdered, um, by one to four different men. Um, you'll see later that they all kind of point the finger at each other, because, like, surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Men's. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. so Gwen was assigned male at birth. Yes. Correct? Yes. Okay. So Gwen was born February 24th, 1985, 
in Brawley, California. I don't know why I said California. <laughs> we can leave that in, I guess. <laughs> um, she was born Edward Arujo Jr. Um, her parents were Sylvia Guerrero and Edward Arujo. They divorced when Gwen was 10 months old, um, and Gwen came out as transgender in 1999 when she was 14 years old. Um, she had started growing her hair long and planned to undergo hormone treatment and gender reassignment surgery. Um, also, I'll throw in here, I did my best in my notes to um, refer to Gwen as female, um, but there were parts of the notes mostly quotes that did reference her as male um so like yeah like she was misgendered a lot in um in court you said in the first trial oh okay yeah. in the first trial which, she was misgendered a lot so by that the, is uh the defense attorney which oh, okay. is okay mm-hmm. okay so yeah um yeah just to clarify we are not misgendering gwen we are quoting directly from the people who were misgendering gwen Yes. And I do say quote and end quote at the end of every yes. quote, so it's very <laughs> obvious that it Good. is not me being Good. an asshole. Yeah, we're not we're not assholes here. <laughs> um, okay. So uh Gwen's sister said that Gwen was bullied in junior high um uh, because of her voice and appearance. Um she had Transferred to an alternative high school because of this, um, but unfortunately did not return for the 2002 to 2003 school year. Um, This was a little note that I thought was super cute and all of the late 80s, early 90s children will appreciate. Um, Gwen picked her name. Uh, She also went by Wendy and Lydia, but she picked Gwen specifically because she was uh, a huge fan of Gwen Stefani, which, like, a girl after my own heart. (laughs) Wasn't, okay, wasn't, um, in Baby Mama, didn't Amy Poehler's character... Stefani? (laughs) Her name's Steph, like, Stefani, like, Gwen Stefani. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, definitely. Love me some No Doubt. No doubt. Faux show. <laughs> we love you, Gwen. Um, okay, so I'm going to name, like, the the perpetrators, the uh-huh. dickheads in this. And then there was also um, witnesses as well. You're so... There are a lot of people in this story. Um, and they all, like, from what I read, just seem so, like, completely bonkers. Yeah. And you're like... There's nobody you? other than Gwen that and, like, her family that you're, like... You're. I feel bad for you. Yeah. Everybody else is like you're. You're trash. You suck. You're trash. Yeah. Um. There's one like the youngest brother of one of the people involved. You're kind of like this. You didn't have any part of this, so like it kind of sucks that you got dragged into it. But like your family sucks, so like I don't know. Um. Yeah. So the perpetrators <clears throat> were. Uh, Jason Caceres, Michael Magidson, Jose Merrill, and Jerron Neighbors. And then the witnesses are Nicole Brown, Emmanuel Morrell, and Paul Morrell. Um, so I have everybody in here by their first name just to keep it a little more simple because 
three of them have the same last name. So. <laughs> okay, so um, into the story. Or, yeah. I don't really want to call it a story. Because it's a case. Yeah, the... Details? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, we can do that. We're figuring it out as we go. <laughs> okay, so Gwen first met Jason, Michael, Jose, and Jaron in late August or early September 2002. On this night, um, she flirted with all four men and they smoked weed together. Oh, blaze it! <laughs> After that, um, she... Or, God damn it. <laughs> Uh, okay, we'll try this again. Uh, Gwen first met Jason. Uh, God damn, why am I having such a hard time with this? Technically, okay. our first episode, so we're we're supposed to have a little bit of a stumble. Uh, Gwen first met Jason, Michael, Jose, and Jaron in late August or early September two thousand two. On this night, she flirted with all four men, and they smoked weed together. Go girl. <laughs> After she left for the night, Jaron reportedly asked the other three men, quote, could this be a dude? End quote. Which, like, <laughs> Gwen was a woman, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, FYI. Yeah. She did tell them that her name was Lee. I don't know if it's Lydia or Lita. I think it's Lita. Okay. Like, how was it spelled? L-I-D-A. L-I-D-A. Lita. Lita. Yeah, probably Lita. I think I said Lydia at the beginning, and then I'm like, nope, that's not right. <laughs> I like Gwen. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, she went by Lita. Lita at this point. Yeah. Okay. With these four, like, that's the name that she told them. Okay. Um, and they also referred to her as that later on as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, Gwen was, like, the name that she was, like, this is, this is me kind of thing. Okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. Um, on a later date, uh, she had engaged in oral sex with Michael and anal sex with Jose. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, she had stated that she was menstruating and would push their hands away from her genitalia so they wouldn't discover that she had a penis. Mm -hmm. um, according to Nicole Brown, who was dating Jose Merrill's older brother, Paul, um, she and Gwen knew each other, like, as acquaintances, um, just from seeing each other here and there, and they had gotten into a physical altercation when Nicole told Gwen to strip for the guys, which, like, That's not, fuck off. Like, like, I don't understand that. Like, of course you're gonna get, in, like, punched in the face if you're gonna tell someone, oh, you need to strip for these people. But like, also, um, she's 17. Like, like she's no a bitch. child. Like, you guys, yeah, like, why are you guys hanging out with a kid? <laughs> I don't, I Like, just... that's what I want to know. I really just want to know what they were doing, hanging out with a teenager. Because these, these, how old was Nicole? Mm, I don't know if that was ever said. But, but she was these, dating yeah, the older like, brother, so I'm these, assuming And most 20s, of these guys were, like, yeah, unless... in their 20s. The older brother is a fucking. Yeah, get a different awesome. hobby if your hobby is dating sex and getting high with teenagers, which are literal children. Yeah. Uh, where was I? Da, da, da. <laughs> I hate that I just did that. 
during the fight, Gwen got in a strong blow, according to Nicole, and that led the men to, quote, tripping because... Oh my god. <laughs> tripping because she was smaller than Brown and just as strong. She fought like a guy. But end also, quote. But also, like, so did Monica on Friends. Like, Monica was known for being freakishly strong, and we all know how tiny Co- Courtney Cox is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. women can hit just as hard as men can. And, like, Sometimes stronger. Yeah. Like, and it has nothing to do with what is, was, or is between your legs at any given point in time. No. It's just, that's fucking weird. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> their, their comments only get more uh, stupid, yeah. so. Um, <laughs> funny, I had side note commentary in my notes <laughs> right after because <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> amazing uh that same night the four men debated whether or not gwen was a female (laughs) which like if it bugs you like don't even think about it twice just be like is this person this am i interested in this person sexually and if like if it's a no just stop fucking talking to them like there how many how many times did they do this uh quite a few (laughs) jesus (laughs) I keep like, I think there's a couple more times in here that they're, like, is this contemplating it again. I'm like, how many times are you going to ask yourself this before you just make up your mind whether or not you want to keep sleeping with this person? Like, Right? Like, oh my god. Um, oh my god. Uh, da, da, da. God damn it, I did it again. <laughs> Oops. Um, oh yeah, okay, so... That same night, the four men debated whether or not Gwen was a female in late September, with the conclusion that, quote, something bad could happen, end quote, to her if she wasn't. Which sounds vaguely premeditated. To be honest with that premeditation. <laughs> it's in Ashley's notes. <laughs> Uh, on the night of October 3rd, 2002, Gwen attended a house party hosted by Jose and Paul Merrill. Um, Nicole Brown, Michael Madison, Jerron Neighbors, Jason Cazares, as well as Jose and Paul's younger brother, Emmanuel, were all at this party. Um, according to Nicole, the four men, um, which is Cazares, Madison, Morel, and Neighbors, um, were at a club that night and did not return until after midnight. Which, like, if this party was hosted by them, but they weren't actually there... How does that work? That's like, like that story right there doesn't make any sense to me. That's so weird. It's like, oh yeah, we're hosting this party, but we're really gonna be at like the Seven Eleven down the street between these times. We're so. hosting a party, but like we won't actually be there. Oh my! Just god. like trash my house for me. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Jaron had testified later that Jose had said that night, "quote." I swear if it's a fucking man, I'm going to kill him. If it's a man, she ain't gonna leave. And the, End quote. Okay, so did she, did Gwen, have, okay, so there are four men. Yeah. And so did Gwen only have sex with two of them or with all of them? 
Um, I'm pretty sure it's just the two. And this is one of the guys that she slept with that's saying, if it's a fucking man, I'm gonna fucking kill him? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. Because, you know, toxic masculinity. Jesus. <laughs> Which, yeah, like, how fragile is your masculinity? Yeah. I don't know. It's just... A combination of fragile and toxic. Yeah. Um, according to Jaron's testimony, Michael added, um, quote, I don't know what I'm going to do, end quote, to which Jaron responded, uh, whatever you do, make sure you don't make a mess, end quote, which, like, nice priorities. Um, what are you going to do, like, put down some, like, plastic wrap? Like, was fucking Dexter? Dexter? God damn. <laughs> which, like, seriously... You guys are talking about killing someone, and then, I don't know, like, how is that not some form of premeditation? I don't know. I don't know, I'm not a cop, and I don't fucking want to be, so... I tried, and (laughs) I'm glad that didn't work out. Oh yeah, uh... I forgot that you were... (laughs) (laughs) My husband's making a bunch of noises out there. Um, okay, so early morning hours of October 4th, um, so the same night after midnight, as, uh, apparently that's when the men got back from the club, probably <laughs> fucking trying to the bang club. teenagers there, too. Oh, probably. <laughs> Which is, you know, starting to seem like a fucking pastime of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so early that morning, uh, Michael asked Gwen to reveal her sex or allow him to touch her genitals, to which she refused. Which, obviously, every because right, you have every right to say no when someone's like, let me touch your genitals. Grab them by the pussy. <laughs> I oh couldn't my God. even get that out. Like, grab them by the They just let you do it. Like, no, we actually don't. <sighs> that is uh, not a pastime of mine. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so she refused, and then... And this fucking Nicole bitch, I swear to God. Uh, so Nicole had suggested that one of them inspect Gwen, um, which then Michael took Gwen to the bathroom. After about half an hour, um, during this time, Jose confessed later on he had sex with Gwen. Uh, Nicole went to the bathroom, which is when she discovered Gwen had male genitalia during a forced inspection, which... Uh, I have so many thoughts on that. Like, you can't force someone what to, like... What is this forced inspection bullshit? Like, no, I'm sorry, but, like, you... No. Oh. <laughs> if someone says no, like, no. It yeah. Means no. Full stop. Complete sentence. And the fact that they're calling it, like, a forced inspection later on in their testimonies at court... You're going to be, like, it's going to frustrate you even more the way they, like, they tried to paint Gwen as, like, this monster. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's disgusting. A Um, child. A literal child. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, Nicole then freaked out and screamed, quote, it's a fucking man, end quote. Which in turn, the men whom she, she'd had sexual relations with had become enraged and violent. Because, uh, you know. 
After this, Gwen tried to leave through the front door. And was this, like, in front of a whole bunch of people? Like, was this a party still? Um, or had the party kind of broken up at that point? Any, everything I saw, like, it wasn't, like, a party party. It was, like, this group of people at a party. I don't know Probably if they were... like, smoking up and, like, just yeah, so I don't, music or something. It's shit. not, like, a Project X kind of party. <laughs> It yeah, it okay. seems like a group of I don't even want to say friends because they're not friends. Just like a whole gang of people just randomly drinking and like smoking dope probably. Yeah. Yeah, classic. Which normally would be like a chill time. Yeah, but, normally. Uh, yeah. But you know, <laughs> toss in some transphobia in there and shit gets wild. Yeah. Fuck. Uh so yeah. Gwen tried to leave through the front door. Um, Nicole had warned her that the men were, quote, very angry, which, whatever. I have no sympathy for you. Nope. Um, as Gwen tried to leave, she was confronted by Michael, Drawn, and Jason, and she was then forced back into the house. Because they couldn't just let her leave, because, God Obviously forbid, not. they just not. let her go on with her life, and they went on theirs in a separate direction, but... That's obviously not how this ended. Uh, Emmanuel testified at trial that he also tried to escort Gwen out of the house, but Michael and Jaron stopped him. So, like, the younger brother, Emmanuel, I feel bad that he got roped into this bullshit because Mm -hmm. he was clearly, like, if his testimony is true, he was trying to get her out of there because I'm sure he probably sensed that shit was about to go down. Well, yeah, and, like, you know, like, when there are multiple perpetrators, like, you see it all the time, like, there is that one person who will, like, say, like, oh, I tried to, like, help. And I mean, like, I get it. You're you're in a group and there are, like, four or five angry fucking people and there's you and, like, this person they're about to kill, like... Oh, I should also I mean, also I wish he you... had done more, but at the same time you kind of understand, like, the self-preservation of it. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, I should have uh, pulled up pictures of these guys so you could see. Because, like, I don't know what he looked like when he first got arrested when this went down. But um, Michael is a scary looking dude. (laughs) But it might have also been prison, so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, either way. If you see something, try and do something. But I also get, like, if you're the one person out of six people not doing anything. And I think Emmanuel was, I think, I think he was, like, 17 or something also. So, like, he was also a child. So I can't really blame him too much for not really doing much. And, Um, like, it's... It's complicated, too, when, you know, you're also, like, a teenager and you have, like, these adults doing this shit. You're just, you're scared shitless. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you are gonna pretend to be, like, super hard as fuck at the end of the day, like, gang life is terrifying. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying that they were in gangs, but... That's Michael. That guy definitely looks like he belongs on prison break. <laughs> Yeah. This is Gwen. 
when she was very beautiful. Gritty. She was very pretty. Like it's we're gonna be posting pictures. Um Yeah, and like and not that it you know, it matters what somebody looks like when, you know, they die, but it's just like sometimes it does make you wonder, like you know, because people, like, say, like, pretty people have an easier time moving through a life, but it's, like, you know, pretty people still get beaten to death. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's shitty all around. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, so... According to testimony by Nicole, uh, Jose threw up upon learning Gwen was anatomically male. Dramatic. <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> Just a smidge. <laughs> <laughs> and then began to cry in disbelief. <laughs> uh, quote, I can't be fucking gay. Which, you're not gay, okay? The only one who can tell you if you're gay is you... Not by what you do. These same people who think washing their ass is gay. Spoiler alert, it's not. It's Wash your hygiene. ass. <laughs> Wash your ass, please. Uh, Nicole testified at the trial that Jose, that after Jose discovering this, um, she tried to comfort him by saying, quote, it's not your fault. You're going to fucking hate this. Okay, quote, it's not your fault. I went to high school with you and you were on the football team. Any woman that knows you after this, it's not going to matter. Just let her go. End quote. Which. You are on the football team. And, like, anyone who's not going to sleep with someone because they've slept with a member of the same biological sex, I don't, like, it, I don't know. It's, this is fucking dumb. This is their whole reasoning and everything. They're just stupid. (laughs) Uh, after Gwen was forced back into the house, Michael grabbed her skirt and underwear, trying to expose her genitals. Uh, okay, this is when it starts to get, um, really violent, so just a heads up here. Um, he then punched her in the face, knocking her to the ground. Um, he then put her in a chokehold until he was pulled pulled away by the others. Um, Gwen then pleaded with the men to stop, saying, No, please don't, I have a family. Um, Jose became angered by this and struck her in the head with a can of food. Like a Where would you, total dick. Like, did you just run into the kitchen and grab, like, a That's can what I'm wondering. Like, was, was there just, like, a can of tomatoes sitting on the kit, like, the coffee table or like oh my god i want to see pictures of the inside of this house as to why there was just a can of food lying around like (laughs) like i mean it doesn't make it any better but like i have i have questions (laughs) uh so many um yeah so hit her in the head with a can of food um denting the can and cutting her head open um he then hit her again with a frying pan so i wonder if they were in the kitchen Oh, probably. That makes sense. If you have a can of food and a frying pan in your living room, like, I, I, yeah, I have a lot of questions for you. (laughs) Unless you've got, like, a hot plate on your coffee table. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to, like, make jokes to make this not as fucking dark as it is, but, like, welcome to my 
dark humor. Yeah. I get uncomfortable and I make jokes and I laugh. And Never at the expense of the victim. Always no. to call out these assholes who are like, this is just a dumb crime and she didn't deserve to die. No. That's really all I can say. Laughing and making jokes also keeps me from crying through this. So mm. uh, you're welcome. Because yeah, nobody likewise. wants to hear that. Likewise. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he then hit her again with the frying pan. Um, Jose said the last words he heard Gwen speak were, I told you I was sorry. Which, that just breaks my heart. Well, and like, I just, I don't understand why they had to beat her. Like, you, like, that's just, you're full of some kind of rage and it has in my opinion, had absolutely nothing to do with Gwen. No. It was like they thought it meant something for them, and I don't know. They just... They're just assholes. Yeah. And garbage. Like, worse than garbage. Um, yeah. So, where was I? Shortly after that, um, Nicole woke up Paul... Because apparently he was sleeping through all of this. <laughs> this is according to her testimony, so whether or not that is true, nobody knows. Oh um, and they left the house with his younger brother, Emmanuel. Um, Emmanuel testified he had walked to a convenience store to buy gum and then went to a friend's house to spend the night. And this was th like his alibi or whatever? Well, he was the one that tried to get Gwen out of the house originally. Like, oh, he's the right. youngest one. Right, right. He um, was the one that tried to get her out. Yeah. Yeah, so he was probably like, I don't want to fucking be here. Like, get me out of here. Makes I want sense. zero part like, of this. Well, I mean, we've seen it in a few other cases where, like, they know something's going to happen, so they kind of just leave, but it's also kind of like, no, you... Like, when he left, he should have called the cops. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know what the cops, if the cops were... Well, Gwen was trans, so probably not. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, and it's <laughs> Like, just, don't sue me, please. And it's, like, so fucking <laughs> stupid, too, because, like, it's almost 20 years later, and, you know, the political climate right now is pretty much about the same. Yeah. And, like... You know, we still see things like this happen. All the time. And we fucking shouldn't. Like, we should be so far past transphobia, homophobia, xenophobia, anything like that as a society. We shouldn't... Like, this is animalistic. Like, mm -hmm. even animals wouldn't fucking do this. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, clearly we were raised differently than these yes. dickheads. Because, like, I was raised, like, people are people... And oh, yeah, like, even... You treat everybody how you want to be treated, and unless somebody does something to you, you're nice to that person. Well, then, like, I don't even know if, like, me, for example, like, I I kind of knew, and you kind of under... Like, kids do understand, like, trans... Like, tran what trans means. Like, mm -hmm. I understood it as a child. Like, my mother explained it to me. And it was actually after, like, um, a transgender prostitute was found murdered. And, like, my mom just explained, like, yeah, like, it was, like, they lived as a woman, they were a woman. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I, you make, people make such a big deal about things that are just not a big deal. Yeah. And, like, like, I don't think my parents ever 
talk to me about this kind of stuff, but like, I just figured it out on my own, and, well, and the way I was raised was like, you don't, you're just not a dick to people unless they and, provoke you, like. And like, no one, like, what someone, like, what, like, people's genitalia is just not your business. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you. Unless, you know, you're giving consent for someone to view you and touch you, then it doesn't matter, but like, god damn. Yeah. Our world is... We still have a ways to go. It's, it's really fucking shocking, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, Jaron and Jason left in Michael's truck to get shovels and a pickaxe from Jason's house, saying as they left the Morel house, the remaining men were going to, quote, kill that bitch. So she was, she was still alive when they were going... Oh, I don't know. Like... <sighs> Uh, okay, continue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, and then, like, their testimonies later on, like, contradict each other, so it's like, who the fuck knows um, what's happening, but. Oh my god. Um, where was I? Uh, Nicole said that after she had left with Paul, they drove around the block, and as they returned to the house, they saw Jaron and Jason leaving in Michael's truck, which I'm like... Did you guys just leave to, like, fuck off for, like, five, ten minutes while Gwen got murdered so you weren't there, but you knew it was gonna happen? Oh, because they just drove around the block, according to her, so, like, who the fuck at, I don't know, the early wee morning hours? Which you're, like, an access. you're still a fucking accessory. Yeah. Aren't you? I, I think so. Well, like- I'm not a lawyer, but no. I think so. I should, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, buckle up, cause, uh, it's about to get even more rough. I was gonna say buckle up, boys and girls, but I'm like, nope, we don't have children listening to this podcast. <laughs> buckle up, bitches. <laughs> Going on a wild ride today. I was gonna quote Morbid, but I'm like, that's probably trademarked, so we'll not, well, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, please don't sue it. I have no money. <laughs> you will get nothing from me. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe our, to our Patreon. <laughs> our bonus is coming in in like a month and a half, but like even that is still like, don't take my money. It's minimal. Don't don't it's don't mine. do it. I just finished it's my basement. Mine. I need money, please. I think please. I'm probably gonna be using my bonus for tattoos. To be honest, if everything oh, is open. Yeah. yeah, I got um, a cash got me uh, two hundred bucks for my tattoo <gasps> for Christmas to go with. The hundred dollars the Prati Posse got me from Whoa, my birthday. Okay, Whoa. like we do need to give Akash a shout out because Hala, like anyone whose husband gets them like a two hundred dollar gift card for tattoos, like best husband in the world. Ryan. I, I mean, it was cash because you know COVID. <laughs> gift cards fucking impossible. Yeah, but everything is like closed right now too. That it was the thought essential. that counts. One hundred percent. This tattoo needs to be finished before we have another kid. It's been three years in the making, and I'm. I just want to move on to the oh, next I one. I just want my tattoo done. Yeah, Karen. <laughs> Shout out. Karen. Like, Karen a good Coleman. Karen, not the shithole Karens in the States. Yeah. Like, see, I feel so bad that her name is Karen. I know. But, like, she loves all the Karen memes. Oh, I miss her. 
Okay, anyways, back to the um, shit storm that is this <sighs> bullshit that happened to Gwen. Um, yeah, so once again, buckle up. It's gonna get rough. I, uh, I'm sorry in advance. Um, <laughs> looking at my notes, I was like, so this is when it gets really rough. <laughs> so clearly I know what I'm going to say ahead of time and I wrote it down for myself. Uh -huh. Holy shit, I actually... <laughs> Why am I psychic? <laughs> I actually have to read what I wrote in here because it's so funny. Because I wasn't looking at this before. Okay. So I put, so this is when it gets really rough. It was already a rough story, but buckle up because it only gets worse. <laughs> buckle up, yeah. <laughs> this is like the roller coaster from Final Destination. Oh, three. Jesus Christ. Yes. Ah, I almost pulled the cord out of my mic. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> Testicle difficulties. <laughs> um, okay. Sorry, I was just checking if I need, like, the next page or if it's the other side. Because I didn't number these because I'm not that smart. I don't think uh, <laughs> that word pad, like, um, numbers them anyway when you print them out, so. No, no. My, my mistake. I'll number them next time. Nah. Nah, nah it's okay. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go. Oh, I, my next story, if I just keep reading the same thing over again, you're going to be like, um. <laughs> Hopefully I would notice, though. <laughs> Okay, so when Jaron and Jason returned to the house, um, Gwen was apparently still conscious, but bleeding heavily from her head wound, obviously, um, Which, and she was sitting on the couch. And I think head wounds bleed a lot more, don't they? Well, she got hit with a can of food well, yeah, and, and, and a frying, a frying pan. pan, so if she wasn't bleeding from that, like... Superhuman. One of some angry dude fucking wielding that goddamn frying pan because he's an asshole. Mm hmm. Um. Okay. I hate this. Um. Jose was concerned she was bleeding onto the couch and told her to get off. Um. Wow, you're more concerned about a fucking couch. Okay, cool. Uh, it's probably his parents' couch. Oh my god. <laughs> Which, your parents didn't fucking raise you, right, regardless. So. Yeah. Um, at some point after this, the assault resumed. So they took a, a took a break for her to bleed out on the couch, and then once she was making too much of a mess with her head wound, they continued to assault her, which I'm like... Just let it go. Like, like they had so many opportunities to be like, oh shit, to just we've stop. gone too far. And to just stop. Get her to a hospital. Like, and then, like, deal with the consequences of that. But they didn't man up to this bullshit later on, so I doubt they would... I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, Michael then... Oh, wait, nope, just kidding. I didn't get that far yet. <laughs> just kidding! Oh god, I just snorted into the mic. Um, noise. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how my husband deals with me sometimes. Um, it's the sex. <laughs> I'm just like my uh, my sister in law is gonna listen to this. Probably our coworkers. I mean, we're all adults here. 
Um, and like, I have a child, okay? Like, it's clear that I've fornicated with my husband. You've had sex at least once. <laughs> at least. <laughs> Minimum one time. Um, okay. Yeah, so told her to get off the couch, and then at some point after this, the assault resumed. Uh, Jason and Duran urged the other men to, quote, knock the bitch out, um, end quote, according to Duran's testimony. <sighs> Michael then hit Gwen's head against the living room wall with his knee, knocking her unconscious. Uh, Jaron testified that Michael's assault was so severe that it left a dent in the wall and had cracked the plaster, which, like, boo-hoo. You just threw a woman into the fucking wall. Obviously, there's gonna be a dent. Like, Why do they care so much about this house more than a human being that they're tossing around the house? I don't know, because they're pieces of shit. Um, I hate people. (laughs) Jason then kicked her um, while Jose was concerned with cleaning Gwen's blood off of the couch and carpet before leaving to his room to to cry so the others wouldn't see him. (laughs) I mean, I shouldn't shouldn't laugh at him crying, because, like, I feel like he's the one that had, like, the hardest time dealing with what was was happening. Like, he was the one who felt the most guilty, but, like, he still took part. So, like, still fuck him, but I don't know. It makes me giggle. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) After Gwen was unconscious, Michael tied her wrists and ankles, um, and then wrapped her in a blanket to try to minimize the amount of blood staining the carpet before they moved her to the garage. So, everything is like, oh, she's staining the carpet. Oh, she's staining... Like, yeah, you're the one who fucking made her bleed uh, in the first place. You you're the bitch. reason like, she's Jesus. staining the carpet, so fuck off. Yeah. Like, uh, how about we just not brutally beat the shit out of people we don't like? Like, I don't know. Just. We're that concerned about our belongings. I mean, there's a lot of people I don't like. um, But, like, as I've gotten older, I've, you know, moved on. I still, if I came face-to-face with that person, I would not assault them. I would just probably pretend I didn't know them and walk away. Hey, you're telling me you wouldn't beat someone to death just because you didn't like them? Mm, can confirm. <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah. I also, uh, I, side note, I don't think I would fare well in prison. <laughs> I would be somebody's bitch so fast. I don't think I would. I don't think I would I'm either. too pretty for prison. <laughs> do you know what they do to guys like me in prison? It rhymes with great. It rhymes with great. <laughs> Fucking 21 Jump Street. And I was like, I don't know. Like, why do you think I'm a cop? I don't know. Maybe the fact that you look like a fucking 40 year old man. <laughs> um, so in my notes, in big caps, and this is when the testimonies start to vary. <laughs> This is when they all turn on each other. Oh my god. Which, like, is anybody surprised? Because, I'm not. Yeah, they didn't seem very organized or anything, so. Um, so I do have these separated by who was testifying who, so it's gonna get a little, uh, all over the place for a second, so bear with me. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, okay, so this is Drawn Neighbors. 
Um, so Duran testified that he was not present for the actual murder slash attack. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it from him. Um, he was coming back from the garage, but said that Michael had strangled Gwen with rope, and then Jason hit her with a shovel, referring to Gwen as Lita, um, the name she used with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaron said he saw Michael raise the rope to her neck before he left the garage, and that Michael later told the men, quote, that he had wrapped the rope around Lita's neck and twisted it, end quote. Um... Michael wasn't sure if Lita had died from twisting the rope, but once Jason hit her twice with the shovel, he knew she was dead. So that was his testimony. Um, The only testimony that varies that I have here um, for Michael was that Michael testified that it was Jerron that strangled Gwen and hit her with the shovel. So right there, they're pointing fingers at each other. Um, Jason testified that he never struck her and did not see her die. Which, like, cool. Because you were crying in your room. But. <laughs> uh, was that him? Ah, fuck, I don't know. One of them was crying in her room. I keep getting Jason and Jerron confused. Hold on. Okay, but the, hello, hello, Mrs. Doubtfire, but, okay, I saw this meme where it was, like, everyone's always being, like, hard on Sally Field for not recognizing her husband as Mrs. Doubtfire, and then someone was like, but, Shelly, you don't just make that kind of accusation without being 100% sure. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, <clears throat> it could go either way, I guess. Just accuse some random old lady of being your ex-husband, like, in um, some kind of costume. Uh, full disclosure, I've never seen Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Neither have I. I've only seen the memes, and I'm like, oh, I love Robin Williams, I should watch this, but then I'm like, I always find something newer to watch, because, I- like, <clears throat> there's something about older movies I just, I can't handle... I'm so privileged. I can't handle the, uh... The, the bad. The video like, quality. <laughs> yeah, because it looks like... I, I totally get what you mean. It looks like the camera had, like, some kind of fog over yeah. it for a bit. Like, all the movies from, like, that time, you're just like, holy shit. Oh, you know what is a good 90s movie is Now and Then. Do you remember that one? No. It was, like, these four girls, like, Christina Ritchie was in it. I remember Jawbreaker. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. Okay, so where are we at in Gwen's story? Um, so we're at, um, oh yeah. Excuse me. We took a small break. Mm-hmm. For, uh, some... For some stuff. For some adult things. Content. Yes. That sounds, dirty. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like we should be like subscribe to my only fans. <laughs> That's not what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so the last uh, separate testimony I have to read is from Jose. Uh, so he testified he was cleaning Gwen's blood out of the couch and carpets as Michael was binding her ankles before take being taken to the garage. I hit my mic. Um, Hopefully that didn't make a sound. Uh, It does. It's our inaugural episode. (laughs) We're bound to make a few mistakes. I mean, that makes it more fun, doesn't it? (laughs) 
<laughs> Popping our cherry. <laughs> um, I don't know why it talked like that. Okay. Uh, he also said he believed she was still alive until he saw her uh, body in the bed of Michael's truck, which, WTF. <laughs> um, side note, it is not clear at what point during these events she died. Um, so that was never conclusively determined at trial, mm -hmm. which, like, cool. Um, yeah, a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of severe beating deaths, actually, are kind of, I think, like that. Yeah. Where they don't know which blow actually caused death. Like, yeah. several of them could, could have. But, I mean, like, the, I don't even want to call them men, but, like... <laughs> Um, and they're not even animals either. They're just no. like these. There isn't a word for creatures. I'll just like call this. them guys, I guess, because I can't think of another mm -hmm. word. But yeah, so these guys, like, even in their testimonies and like police interviews and all that, like, never conclusively were like, "This is when she died," because mm -hmm. they probably didn't care to check. No. So, um. Once Gwen's body was placed in the back of the truck, the four men then drove her body four hours away. Oh, wait one second. There's Alright, and we are back. Sorry, sometimes the train goes by and just, I don't know. Ruins everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, so once Gwen's body was placed in the back of the truck, um, the four men drove her body four hours away burying her near the Sierra Nevada mountains in a shallow grave in the El Dorado National Forest. Also, side note, um, did you ever watch The Road to El Dorado as a child? Mm, I think I did, I um, but I haven't. I feel like it's an underrated uh, Pixar. Is it Pixar? I don't think it's Disney. I just know it was the, very sexual. <clears throat> I just know the scene where they're like holding the banjos up, like yeah. it's like a meme or whatever, or like a gif. Which it is pronounced gif, okay? Not jif. Not jif. Jif is a fucking peanut butter. I was gonna say it's a sandwich oh, spread. Speaking of peanut butter, <laughs> fucking side note. Um, on my drive to pick you up today, mm -hmm. on my way, or on our way over here, um, mm -hmm. I had. I think it was Energy 106 on, um, triangulating our location to Winnipeg, Manitoba. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the guy was like, oh, I know a lot of people are struggling with like mental health right now and like yeah. feeling like you're alone and nobody needs <sighs> you and all that, which like true. But he goes... <laughs> Same. He goes... <laughs> I constantly need reminding that you like me. <laughs> He goes, uh, um, about his peanut butter. He was like, I had peanut butter today, and, like, uh, it was an all-peanut natural peanut butter or whatever, and he goes, and it says on there, warning, may contain peanuts. <laughs> he was like, so at least you're not the person that made that label a requirement on a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> Jesus. And then I'm like, that's like the labels on flat irons that are like, do not use on your eyelashes. <laughs> or like, like on hand, or like the table saws where it's like, do not stick hand on blade. I'm like, who are these morons that are doing this? Please like, don't put your dick in here. 
Like, um, who put You know... Wait, like, that they're... wood chipper thing we were talking about with Ryan. Does the wood chipper say, please do not place a body in here? Probably. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that one. I was like... Something about dicks, and then you were like, hey, that wood chipper. <laughs> I'm like, um... And then, yeah, that also, I don't know. I was gonna say, I was thinking may contain nuts, and then I was like, <laughs> like my mouth. <laughs> Ashley's choking on her water right now. God damn it. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so buried, um... Burying her body near the Sierra Nevada mountains in a shallow grave in the El Dorado National Forest. After this, they stopped at McDonald's to get breakfast. Which, like, McDonald's I mean, has shitty breakfast. I'm sorry. Their chicken McMuffin's actually pretty good. I haven't tried that yet. But, like, what kind of fucking psycho goes to McDonald's after beating somebody to death? Mm, you're gonna love this. And I mean that super, um... <coughs> What's the word? Come on, brain. Don't fail me now. <laughs> uh, damn it. I don't know. I can't think of that. Anyways, uh, Nicole later that morning asked Jose what happened, to which he replied, quote, let's just say she had a long walk home, end quote. Oh my goodness. Still trying to think of that word. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Uh, so on to the arrest now. Um, needless to say, they did not report the crime to police, uh, in uh, parentheses because of course not. <laughs> yeah, who knew you commit a violent crime? Like, don't go to police right away? Question mark. I mean, like we were talking about off camera, like, who knows if police would have done anything about it anyway, since Gwen was a transgender woman, like... Who knows? I mean, allegedly, they wouldn't do anything. <laughs> don't sue me. I don't know how much of uh, my voice this is picking up, because looking at the screen, it was pretty oh, low. I'm scared now. I know, I'm like, oh shit, do I have to do this all over again? And now, a word from our sponsor. <laughs> and we're back. Do, we do, do. don't have any sponsors yet, but a few places that we love... Um, Sephora, Mac, the Apple Store. Um, oh yeah, I need a new phone. My uh, my Samsung keeps randomly shutting off, and I'm like, can we not do this? You're sponsor us, and we'll get an iPhone. <laughs> I don't want an iPhone. I don't think they care. Uh, no. Okay, mine died a, a bit ago. I've just been Android for so long. I don't think I could function if I switched. Android did take really nice pictures. Yeah. I mean, they still do. I guess. I haven't taken a picture with an Android in a while, but that's fine. All right, um, where are we at? Let me look at my notes. I did a fancy uh, wrist gesture. I was amazed. For, oh, thank you. <laughs> it's uh, my one and only talent. <laughs> um, okay. Shit, hold on, where am I? Um... Oh yeah, okay. Um, so I'll start over at the arrest again. So needless to say, they did not report the crime to police, um, because why would they? 
Um, they also said nothing to anyone about the murder. Which is quite surprising, because usually people like to just talk about this shit all the time. Uh-huh. Um, Gwen usually checked in with her mother, so when she didn't come home the day after the party, her mother got concerned and contacted the police on October 5th to report her missing. So this is when a lot of, like, dates are coming into play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sorry if this gets confusing as all fuck. <coughs> Um, yeah, I'll try and keep it as straight as possible. Yeah, streamlined and dately as possible. Cool. There we go. <laughs> dately. <laughs> as I said, I'm like, is this a word? Hello, I'm Jonathan Dately. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in big caps I have, police did not initially take the missing person's case seriously. Fucking why? They, like, they never do. It's like, hey, this person's missing... And cops are always like, no, though. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, um, okay. In parentheses, I'm like, surprise, surprise. Um, But partly because she was transgender, we all saw that coming. Which, like, why would you not take it Why does it matter? Like, yeah. Like, Like, it's still a missing person. Goddamn. Um, and she was known to stay away from home overnight. Which, like, I kind of get that, but at the same time, she's 17, she's a child. Yeah, like there, like a lot of people have sleepovers. I don't know, wasn't but like that, you still wasn't that a big thing in like the early two thousands too? Like yeah, the, like sleepovers and slumber parties. But and like shit? parents would always know, right? Like yeah, if I was a parent and my kid like had friends over, I would call their parents and be like, "Hey, just checking. You know, your child is here, right?" Like well, yeah, like <laughs> you are a parent too, so like obviously when your kid gets older, you're gonna be all up on that shit, which... Oh, my my kid is never staying at somebody else's house. No, I would they, like, Their I friends can stay at my house, my kid's not staying at somebody else's no, house. No, no. Like, unless no. it's your house, because I know you. Oh, but, yeah, like, and also, like, I wouldn't, I, like, I feel bad when Benji, like, hurts himself. Benji's my nephew. But, like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I know, like, when... Oh, even me, like, when Drake, like, stubs his toe, I'm, like, I feel like such a piece of shit that that even happened to you in the first place, even I though know. there was nothing I could have done to control that. I know, it sucks. All you can do is just hold them. Yeah. Which, but yeah, backtracking to cops kind of dropping the ball here. <laughs> For the first. One of many cases where this one. One of the first times. Allegedly. <laughs> We're just going to keep, that's not going to be our, our word is allegedly. Uh, a few days later, rumors had reached Gwen's family um, that a girl who had been outed as transgender at a party had been murdered and buried in Tahoe. Her aunt then called the police on October 9th, um, so four days after the original missing persons report to pass on the story. Police then began to interview people who were at the party, which one of them led police to Morel's house. So I guess there were other people at the party. They just never talked about them because they clearly didn't do shit. Which, like, one, how many people were at this party and, like, how many of them just stood by and did jack shit? Mm -hmm. Um, So two days after Gwen's mom reported her missing... So this would be October 7th, because she contacted them on the 5th. 
Yeah. Um, a friend of Jaron Neighbors said he appeared to be distraught. Um, Jaron had confessed to a friend what the four men had done shortly after returning from where she was buried. Um, that friend tipped off police, which, like, good for you. Because <laughs> most people would be like, okay, cool. Um, there's a case that I'm thinking of that comes to mind, but I can't think of it right now, but I'm definitely going to cover that one because I was fucked. <laughs> um, Morbid covered it. I don't know if and that's why we drink did, but I know Morbid did for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, so that friend tipped off the police and agreed to wear a wire during a follow-up conversation with Jerron about the murder. I don't know what that guy's name is, or that friend. I don't know if it was a male or female. I don't know. Um, part of me wants to say I hope male, because Jerron seems like a real asshat. So I hope he has no female friends. Um, One could only dream. <laughs> uh, once Jerron was confronted with the recording from the conversation, he agreed to bring the police to her body on October 15th. Oh, my God. So, ten days after the initial missing persons report. Jesus. Uh, four crime scene investigators and two detectives were dispatched by the... I'm probably going to say this wrong. Alameda County Sheriff's Office. Okay. Um, to recover Gwen's body from the grave site. And this is when it, I have, like, how old these asshats were. Uh -huh. um, just the three... Yeah. So Michael Madison, uh, 22, mm -hmm. Jerron Neighbors, 19, Jose Morrell, 22, and Paul Morrell, I don't have his age, but he wasn't really um, involved in her murder, so yeah. I don't think anybody cares. Uh, <laughs> um, they were the four initially arrested and accused of Gwen's murder. Um, okay. Paul was released after Nicole and Emmanuel told police that he had left the scene with them while Gwen was still alive. Um, on October 17th, uh, Michael, Drawn, and Jose were charged with murder and held without bail. So at least they didn't get bail. Yeah, like, anytime I hear of anybody getting bail, I'm just like... Oh, and it's always, like, murder, and you're like, but why? Or, like, sexual assault, and you're like, Mm, should they have bail though? <laughs> like, um, following this on October 24th, Jerron pleaded not guilty. Um, Michael was still looking for an attorney while Jose was still reviewing the evidence against him. And when I see that, I'm like, are we trying to pull a Ted Bundy here? Like... Are you going to represent yourself in court? Oh my god! I mean, oh I hate god. when they do that, but also it makes me laugh because it never works out in their favor. Absolutely not. But like, didn't Ted, Ted Bundy jumped out of the courthouse window, yeah. though, didn't he, while he was researching for his defense? Yeah. that That's oh its whole gosh. other episode in and of itself. Oh yeah. Hashtag... <laughs> Serial killer shit talk Saturday. <laughs> coming soon. New segment coming soon. Um, in an interview with the Los Angeles Times, Jose was confident that the charges would be dropped. Which, um, spoiler alert, they were not. <laughs> After Jerron was arrested, this is my favorite. 
he wrote a letter to a girlfriend where he told her the men had discussed a soprano type plan. <laughs> what? Uh, to quote like Tony Soprano. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> to, quote, kill the bitch and get rid of her body. <laughs> oh my god. End quote. Um, I think we can all see what's gonna happen. Uh, the letter was intercepted by authorities because you're in custody, you dumb fuck. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, uh, I'm glad he did it because uh, it's so funny. But I'm like, did you do this on purpose, knowing that it would be intercepted by police because you're in custody they're obviously gonna check anything that goes in and out of that place like they literally oh 100% like they open your mail like they're you you don't get any kind of like you're just you're under surveillance all the time yeah fuck I just wonder if like the cop who opened it and read it was like this dumb fuck right this here. dumb bitch <laughs> Debbie uh, dumb bitch. Yeah, so this uh, this letter that was intercepted, um, this led to the arrest of Jason Caceres on November 19th. Um, Jason had been originally identified as a potential witness on October 22nd. So before this letter, he was just being viewed as a witness, not like a guilty party to her murder. Mm -hmm. So I'm like... You're dumb as fuck for writing this letter, um, but at least it got Jason arrested. <laughs> Which, they must hate him for that, but, like, no, I have shit. zero sympathy. That's just, like, calling them and being like, hey, you want to talk hey, about that? Hey, I did it. <laughs> hey, cops, I did it. <laughs> we did it. Uh, during the first trial, defense attorney uh, Tony Sarah accused... Uh, Jaron of writing the letter knowing it would be intercepted by police. Um, I put possible it was on purpose. Possible he's just that dumb. <laughs> Little bit of hell. Why not both? Uh, on February 24, 2003 uh, I don't know how many months that is. October to February? Four? Yeah. I was going to say six. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so February 24, 2003, Jaron pleaded gl guilt... Glilty. <laughs> Glittery. Glittery. <laughs> pleaded guilty to the lesser charge of voluntary manslaughter, which carried an 11-year prison sentence and a promise to testify against the other three defendants. Um, during the formal entry of his plea deal, Judge Kenneth Burr warned Jaron that, sorry, that sounded weird, warned Jaron <laughs> that if he was not found to be, quote, living up to his end of the bargain, um, and quote, he could still be charged with murder. Um, during the indictment proceedings in February 2003, Jaron gave a detailed account of the murder and burial of Gwen. According to Jaron, during the burial, um, the man continued to belittle her, mentioning he had said he, quote, couldn't believe that someone would ever do that, would be that deceitful, end quote. And that Jose said he was so mad he could still kick her a couple more times. They, they did that more than a couple times, though. 
Yeah. That's, yeah, there, there's a difference between, you know, beating someone to death and then just having a, an argument with them over, over, yeah, it's, they didn't stop. Nope. They had plenty of chances and, like, someone did try to stop them mm-hmm. and then just left when they couldn't, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, so neighbors, uh, ended up receiving a 11 year sentence on August 25th, 2006, um, with credit for time served, he was expected to spend about five years in jail. Five years. (laughs) Uh, okay. So on to the other three. Um, so the prosecuting attorney on this, or for this trial was the Alameda County Deputy DA, Chris Lamero. Um, nope, that's wrong. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I fucked up my notes. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, um, yeah, prosecuting attorney for the trial for Magistin Morell and Cazares is... Alameda County Deputy DA Chris Lamero and uh, defense attorney defense attorney uh, Tony Sarah. Um, so, head of the first trial DA Chris Lamero argued that being transgender should not have been a death sentence. Quote: uh-huh. One can debate the propriety of one choosing. Um, to identify with a gender other than the one they were born with, but I trust juries to understand that people don't get to make life or death decisions simply based on someone's lifestyle. That is not a world in which I want to live or most people want to live in. End quote. Which, agreed. <laughs> yes, 100%. <clears throat> uh, jury selection for this trial began on March 15th, 2004. Um, The prospective jurors were asked if they knew any lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender people, whether they knew any recently married same-sex couples, um, whether they had met any transgender people, or whether they had seen a movie or theatrical performance depicting the activities of a transgender person. Which, I assume there's a point behind that, but I'm not... Probably, yeah, like, probably to gauge whether or not the jury can... bias at all. Yeah, probably to make sure that they are not transphobic. Yeah. Because then they, you know, obviously they can be skewed to believing that uh, Gwen somehow caused her own death. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. I'm hoping that that's the reason, because that's just the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, I did see, like, um, in my research, there were specific, um, like, Broadway shows and movies that they referenced, but they ended up, like, removing that from, like, the jury selection, because they didn't want them to go specifically watch those if they hadn't seen them. Right, right. And I didn't recognize the names of it, either of them, so I don't know what specifically they were about. Yeah. Um, the first trial, so, uh, spoiler, there's two trials for this. (laughs) Uh, the first trial began on April 14th, 2004. 
Uh, prosecuting attorney misgendered Gwen by using male pronouns and her birth name when referring to her, saying the defendants had decided, quote, that wages of Eddie Arujo's sin uh, of deception were death, end quote. In his opening statement, Michael Madison's defense attorney argued that he should not be charged with murder, rather manslaughter at worst under California law, which, like, get fucked. Ugh. Yeah. At worst, no. manslaughter. At like, worst. Fuck off. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, Michael's attorney said that his client was not biased, but had been shocked beyond reason um, to learn that he had unwitting... Un- oh, God unwittingly <laughs> had sex with, quote, a man, end quote. Oh, man. Um, a variant of the gay, gay panic defense, um, or trans panic defense, which, which doesn't that exist. in itself shouldn't exist. No. It's stupid, and no, that's not a valid reason to kill somebody. Well, nothing really is a valid reason to kill somebody, but especially in this instance. Yeah. Like, uh, no. You guys weren't, like, panicking. You had been discussing for weeks and had been overheard discussing. Mm-hmm. So, no, like, you didn't just get into a panic and make a rash decision in a moment. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm already pissed that they didn't get them on some kind of premeditation, which I guess... I don't know really how it works, so I guess I can't really speak too much on it, but it definitely sounds like they were ready to kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna say sorry now, but you're really gonna hate this next oh, part. No. Um I mean so do I, to be mm-hmm. perfectly clear. And you should too. <laughs> um during his testimony, Jerron said he felt his friends had been raped. Uh- since Gwen, whom he referred to as male, quote, did not come clean with being what he really was, I feel like he forced them into homosexual sex, and my definition of rape was being forced into sex, end quote. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that, I... other than, like, that's... That... Uh... No. No. Like... <laughs> no. Um, when asked how she forced them, Jerron stated, quote, through deception. Which kind of just makes me laugh because that's, like, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What? You... It's not like it was a magic trick. Like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I was deceived. Was this Now You See Me? No. Is that what the movie was called? Now You See Me. Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson. Was that Woody Harrelson? No, yeah. was Woody Harrelson in it? Yeah. Yes, okay. A couple other people too, but I can't think of their names. I, I haven't seen Fisher that in a long time. Dave Franco. Dave Franco is in it. I love Dave Fucking Franco. I love Dave Franco. He's hilarious. Um, what happens what to that? this fuckface now after he. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of. Um, Business something is a Dave Franco movie that's I can't think of what it is. I'll figure it out. But it's him and Vince Vaughn. Okay. It's really good. Um, anyways. Um, the first trial ended in a mistrial on June 22nd, 2004. After nine days of deliberations when the jurors were unable to reach a unanim- unanimous decision for the three men. 
the jury agreed that Gwen had been murdered. Was that even yeah. a question? Yeah. Wow. Uh, they could not agree. What the fuck else happened to her? <laughs> oh, she fell down the flight of stairs. <laughs> she hit herself on. She fell onto a can of whatever. Oh my god, these people. Um. Yeah. They so they agreed that Gwen had been murdered. They could not, however, agree. Um, whether it was premeditated or not. <laughs> I heard. I'm like, like, where did they find these jurors? Uh... Because it's pretty obvious it was premeditated. Yeah. Um, final jury yeah. votes were 10 to 2 in favor of acquitting Jose Morel and Jason Caceres of first degree murder, and 7 to 5 in favor of convicting Michael Madison of first degree murder. Um, although they were given the option of convicting the men of second-degree murder or manslaughter, they were unable to proceed past the first-degree murder deliberations. <clears throat> After the mistrial, one of the jurors wrote a newspaper article. In it, he credited Tony Sarah, Jason's defense attorney, with introducing reasonable doubt... about the credibility of the prosecution's witnesses, um, including Nicole Brown and Jerron Neighbors. Um, Nicole had admitted to consuming more than a dozen beers the night of the murder. Which, like, that's a lot of beer. <laughs> like, you would be so bloated. <laughs> yeah, you're... Yeah. Um, while Jerron was characterized as a liar and um, chameleon... <laughs> Prone to exaggeration and eager to please in social situations. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, okay, so the second trial uh, started May 31st, 2005. Publicity by transgender... God damn it. Pul- <laughs> My brain's just like shutting down. Um, <laughs> Publicity by transgender activists uh, was credited with informing the public of the tactics being used by the defense lawyers to blame Gwen for her own death, uh, which changed the approach to the case. Um, The day after the first trial ended in mistrial, the court granted Gwen's mother's petition to legally change Gwen's name. Um, I don't even know how to say this. But after her death, post hum Oh, posthumously. There you go. Yes. Uh, requiring the defense lawyers to refer to the victim with female pronouns. Because they clearly weren't doing it on their own the no, first time. like, Jesus, it's not that hard. Um, in this trial, the men, uh, Michael, Jose, and Jason, were charged with first-degree murder with hate crime enhancements. Um, during the testimonies from the men, they each blamed each other for Gwen's death as well as Jerron neighbors. Um, Jerron testifying for the prosecution stated that Michael admitted to strangling Gwen. Um, Jose testified that Jerron was the one responsible for the major head injuries that Gwen sustained, but supported the testimony that Michael strangled her. So, it was probably Michael from... The testimonies, I but mean, all who knows? Can, all of them can get fucked as far as I care, but yeah. Jesus. And they probably did in prison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Michael testified that Jerron had admitted to strangling Gwen. During his testimony, a tape from his initial interview with police was shown, which showed the officer coaching Michael to use the trans panic defense. What the fuck? Quote, you'd be surprised. Moms, especially moms, if they knew the facts, you'd be surprised. End quote. Uh, what? Uh, during the closing statements of the second trial, Jason's defense lawyer, Tony Serra, argued that the three defendants were, quote, ordinary human beings, end quote, who were guilty at most of manslaughter for their role in the death in a, quote, classic state of heat and passion, end quote. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, Tony Sarah also argued that Jason took no active role in killing her. Which, like, it doesn't matter. You were there. You were involved. You didn't you stop didn't it. You didn't stop it. You You're were just as guilty. Yep. Like, fuck right off. Like, if you felt like something was going on, leave and then, like, call the fucking cops. Mm-hmm. Or alert somebody that some shit is going down. Yeah. Like, you're, you're just, no. Um, to avoid a second mistrial, prosecuting attorney Chris Lamero argued for a first-degree murder conviction, but gave jurors the option of a second-degree uh, conviction for the three, even manslaughter for Jose Morrell. He asked for the jury to come back with a first-degree murder conviction for Michael and Jason, fingering Michael as the main culprit who had strangled Gwen and calling him, quote, a poor excuse for a man. Um, with a stupid and moronic list of excuses for murdering her. Which, like, couldn't agree more. <laughs> Plus, I just, I, I really love it when, you know, they use the term fingering. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in these situations. I'm a child. I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> it's like, hello, I am 12 years old. <laughs> Salad fingers. Okay, <laughs> those cartoons like were so rusty spoons. <laughs> Those cartoons were so creepy, though, but, like, I was obsessed with them when I was younger. Um, On September 8th, 2005, the jury announced it had reached verdicts on two of the three defendants. Um, As Judge Harry Shepard instructed, these verdicts were kept secret. Um, Four days later, on September 12th, After a week of deliberation, the jury announced its verdicts. It had deadlocked on Jason Caceres, Uh voting 9-3 in favor of convicting him for murder. Michael and Jose were each convicted on the charge of second-degree murder, but not convicted of the hate crime enhancement allegations. Because they all should have gotten charged. Yeah. Um, after the trial, one of the jurors stated in an interview with the San Francisco Chronicle that the murder conviction was because, quote, the community standard is not and cannot be that killing is something a reasonable person would have done that night. Uh, but not hate crime. Oh, shit. Sorry. Um, yeah. Done that night. That's end quote. So you can, like, edit that later. Yeah, for sure. Um, but not hate crimes since the murder was believed to have been committed not because Gwen was transgender, but to, quote, cover up a situation that had gotten out of control. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I have no comments on that. No. <laughs> uh, Lamero had undermined the criminal intent by commenting, quote, Gwen being transgender was not a provocative act. It's who she was. However, I would not further ignore the reality that Gwen made some decisions in her relation with these defendants that were impossible to defend. End quote. Um, Oh, another quote. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, I don't think most jurors are going to think it's okay to engage someone in sexual activity, knowing they assume you have one sexual anatomy when you don't. End quote. Which... I mean, I get where he's coming from, but also, like, no. (laughs) Like, at the very, like, core of this, it's like, you you shouldn't have murdered somebody. Yeah. Like, that's, like, no. Like, either way you spin it, they brutalized her. Well, and And their sexual interactions with her weren't, like, a one-time thing. No, so... and they suspected, and they asked, and it was just like they kept, they kept talking to her, they kept engaging with her. It's like at what point, like if you had these suspicions, like you are your own person, okay? Like if you had these suspicions, just. Stop contacting this person you think is lying to you, and and move on. Like, it, but yeah, like you said, this <clears> wasn't <throat> a one-time thing. Like, they kept in contact with her, and it's like, you know, she wasn't constantly hounding these people. She yeah. wasn't harassing them. Like, they were engaging in sex with her. So, like... And that was even after they were, like, overheard saying, like, really shitty things about her. And it's like, okay, well, if you suspect this, then just don't engage with her. Yeah, it's as simple as that. You like... didn't have to kill her. Like, that's just, that's, he, no one deserves to be murdered. And especially, like, in this sense, in this way, and for this reason, like, no, she was murdered because she was trans. Like, that's really, that's what this is. Like, they killed her because she was trans. <laughs> yeah. And there's... Like, no ifs, ands. Yeah, there's it, really like... no no denying that. <clears throat> um, so Michael and Jose were sentenced in January um, to 15 years to life in prison for second-degree murder. Um, while Jose expressed deep sorrow and regret to Gwen's family, Michael was angry about his verdict and expressed no remorse for his role in murdering Gwen, according to presiding judge Harry Shepard. Which, no one's surprised by that. No. And that's the one you showed me a picture of him? Yeah. He was a scary-looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, so to avoid a third trial... Jason pleaded no contest um, to manslaughter on December 16th, 2005, and was sentenced to six years in prison with credit for time already served. I really hate that. Like, no. No, you shouldn't get credit. Like, this is This fucking, isn't high school. It's not like an account for your hydro bill. Fuck. 
Um, Jason requested to begin his sentence after the birth of his third child, scheduled for March or April 2006, which was granted, although Chris Lamero noted, it's difficult for me to entertain a request like that when Gwen Arujo is dead. Um, which I don't know why it was granted in the first place. Yeah. Like, you should not be allowed to be treated like a human being after you brutalize someone as much as they did. I don't think this person should even be having children. Nope. But there's no way of castrating murderers, not unfortunately. So, yeah, not legally. <laughs> no. Um, where was I? Uh, According to Chris Lamero, Jason was willing to plead guilty to being an accessory after the fact, but that deal was rejected because the sentence was only three years and admitted no culpability in the murder. So, there's that. Damn it. At the sentencing hearing on January 27, 2006, Emma Rodriguez, Gwen's aunt, uh, stated, quote, Gwen lived every day of her life yearning and longing to be a girl in every sense of the word. So if anyone who didn't know her made her feel that way, why would she reveal that she is transgender? Mm -hmm. Especially in today's society, she would have been rejected if not harmed had she been so open about it. Which, like, obviously that's exactly what happened. I mean, she wasn't open about it, but she wasn't... I feel like if you're... I... This is me not being of that community but like I can only imagine you're not gonna tell people unless you're comfortable enough to do it well yeah like and clearly she wasn't comfortable enough around these men to tell them like that's her choice like no and like it's her choice about like when and who and how you know you come out like whether you're trans or, like, you know, your sexuality is not hetero. Which I really hope we get to a point in society where you don't need to come out. You're that's just, so like... so fucking weird. Like, you're you, just who you are, and that's that's that. Like, like heterosexual people don't have to come out, which is, like, be like so hey, stupid. I'm yeah, straight. Like, hey, I like getting dicked, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's just, yeah, no, I I wish the same, too, that we don't have to, you know, come out, or, like, we don't have people we love, or, like, even people we don't even know being fucking terrified to be who they are, because that's not, like, our society... It's like, oh, we're civilized, we're all this. And but then, we're really not. No, like, fuck, animals wouldn't do this. Yeah. Like, I hate it when people, you know, they they compare murderers and stuff to, like, animals. And I'm like, eh, animals. It's very, very offensive to animals. <laughs> Don't do animals like that. <laughs> no, you're doing dirty. Um, yeah, so that was the trial and the sentencing and all that. Um, so Gwen was mourned in a public funeral at St. Edward's Catholic Church in Newark on October 25th, 2002. 
Fred Phelps and the members of Phelps Westboro Baptist Church promised to picket the funeral, but did not. Also, people, this is when I have an issue with religion. Mm -hmm. Because they were going to picket her funeral because she was transgender. Like, they didn't. But, like, fuck right off. Like, the family's been through enough already. Like, don't be in dick about it. Jesus, anyone who like pickets a funeral like that, like just get fucked. Yeah. Get fucked, Boros. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead reference. I'm not actually I wear glasses. I wouldn't call anyone four eyes to hurt them. Uh she was cremated and her mother Sylvia Guerrero retained the urn with her ashes. Um I have uh some notes on her mom also and she I feel for her in so many different ways um Mm -hmm. transvision which is a comprehensive health and social services program for transgender people in Alameda County was founded in 2002 and operated by Tri-City Health Center after the murder of Gwen Mm um yeah so I kind of touched on this earlier but um Gwen's mother had gotten um, a judge to change her name, um, her legal name. Oh, okay. Um, and that was... That was uh, <laughs> at the request of Gwen's mother, um, a judge changed the victim's legal name to Gwen Amber Rose Arujo on oh. June 23rd, 2004. Just a pretty name. It is. Um, Amber Rose was the name Sylvia had chosen chosen before her child was born in the event it was a girl. Aww. I know, it makes me want to cry. That's uh, uh, On the first anniversary of the murder, uh, Horizons Foundation created the Gwen Arujo Memorial Fund for Transgender Education. Um, the fund's purpose is to support school-based programs in the nine-county Bay Area. They promote understanding of transgender people and issues um, through annual grants. Through this fund, Sylvia and her family speak in middle and high schools about transgender awareness and understanding. By 2005, um, Sylvia had spoken to more than 20 schools. Um, Unfortunately, she suffers from PTSD and um, has since become homeless, which is really sad. Um, little background on her um so sylvia used to make good money as a legal assistant at a san jose law firm um, but is now homeless due to having ptsd from the incident um she has been unable to return to work and now shuffles her belongings from relatives houses using a borrowed car from her friend which i'm like (sighs) that just adds to the sadness of it because like not only was her daughter murdered and stolen from her but like it completely fucked up her life on, like, a whole nother level, besides well, just losing a child. Like, and also, just, like, how do you not, like, how do you allow someone to get to that point? Yeah. I don't know, there needs to be a lot more, um, support for mental health, yeah. like, all across North America and in the world, because, like, this is, this shouldn't happen. Yeah. Like, her daughter dies, and the aftermath leads to her, like, being homeless because she has 
post-traumatic stress disorder because of the brutality of what happened. Like, it doesn't... It, it's like, fucked. That's barbaric. Yeah. <laughs> that's completely fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another fun name for me to pronounce. <laughs> In September 2006, California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Schwarzenegger. <laughs> signed the um, Gwen Arujo Justice for Victims Act into law. This law limits the use of the gay-slash-trans panic defense by criminal defendants by allowing parties to instruct jurors not to let bias influence their decisions, including bias against the victim based on his or her gender identity or sexual orientation. Good, because, like, what the fuck? Like, the fact that that even had to be, like, put into law is bananas. Um, well, that's like in, like, Germany and stuff when they're like, and this year, like, in certain cases, they're like, 2006, it was signed into law that cannibalism is illegal. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it wasn't before. <laughs> but then I'm like, I guess if... You just assume people aren't going to do this, so you're like, oh, we don't need a law for that. But then somebody does it, and you're like, well, oh, I guess shit. we do. <laughs> Maybe we should make this illegal, because then we can't do anything. Um, like, says in here, cannibal's legal, so can't do shit now. Get fucked, narc. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, yeah. Um, in September 2014, uh, California Governor Jerry Brown signed Assembly Bill Number 2501 into law. Um, this law further restricted the use of the gay-slash-trans panic defense by amending California's manslaughter statute to prohibit defendants from claiming that they were provoked to murder by discovering a victim's sexual orientation or gender identity. Again, the fact that this even had to be signed into law. Is just like like literally stupid. It's like, hey, I'm a human being and I can't control myself. Yeah. It's like, um, maybe someone should have taught you how to fucking do that before they let you lose on society. <laughs> uh so on to parole and release. Um excuse me. Uh Jose Morel was granted parole in 2016, um, with the support of Gwen's mother. Um, Michael Madison said he was not ready for, for was not ready for release at his parole board hearing in 2016, and his request for parole was also opposed by Sylvia. Like, I'm not surprised. Um, Michael was denied parole again in September 2019. Damn, um, I want that fucker on the goddamn street. <laughs> Jason Caceres was released from prison in July 2012. Uh, Jaron Neighbors was released from prison sometime before 2016. Ew. They're not sure when. <laughs> it just says sometime before 2016. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. The Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think about. Um, so... I have... That's, that's about it. But I have, um... So my references for this... The way I found out about this was looking on Instagram, because um, mm-hmm. I had never heard about this. Granted, when yeah, this no, happened, neither. I was... Neither have I. We were, like, 12, 11. 11. Yeah. Yeah. 2002. Yeah. Um, but the uh, Instagram account, woc.power, um, is where I found this. Cool. And 
I got some information on there. And then, you know, Wikipedia. Do we, do we follow them on Instagram? We sure do. Awesome. Um, and then there are movie, there's a movie and a documentary. Um, the movie, I didn't go through all the documentaries because my notes were already 6,000 pages long. <laughs> um, but I watched the, it's a Lifetime movie. It was very sad. Um, called A Girl Like Me, uh, the Gwen Arujo story. It's from June 2006. Um, there's a 2007 documentary called Trained in the Ways of Men. Um, this documentary examines the 2002 murder and aims to debunk the so-called gay panic or trans panic defense. Which, yeah. Yeah. Um, Should not be allowed to use that. Uh, individual, oh god, I know English, I swear. (laughs) Um, investigation discoveries, fatal encounters, um... Season 1, Episode 8, Deadly ID, uh, explores the crime's timeline for, from both Gwen and Michael's drama, drama, oh my god, kill me now. Uh, <laughs> let me try that again. We've been at this for a while, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I really have to pee. But I'm all done, <laughs> so I'm holding it. Uh, okay, <laughs> we'll try that again. Investigation Discoveries Fatal Encounters, uh, Season 1, Episode 8, Deadly ID, explores the crime's timeline from both Gwen and Michael's dramatized perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Investigation Discovery Channel Series Murder Among Friends, episode is called Murder Party, which, who comes up with these names? That's like American Horror Story Season 1, Murder House. So that one is Season 2, Episode 4. The episode examines the case using dramatization of the background of Gwen, events leading up to her murder, and the aftermath. Um, It also examines the backgrounds of the killers and friends, how they got caught, and interviews with the victim's mother, friends, and victim's advocates, um, along with showing actual photos of her and her murderers and how the court trials went. I've been wanting to watch this one because it Mm -hmm. seems the most in-depth, but I'm having a bitch of a time finding it anywhere, so. for sure. One of these days I'll find it. I will track you down. (laughs) I will find you. Was that Liam Neeson thing? I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are. But I will find you. And I will get And then the guy is just I am like, good luck. horribly misquoting that movie. Fuck, I love Liam Neeson. Um, Sponsor us. I'm just kidding, <laughs> Sponsor Liam, Liam Neeson. <laughs> He's not gonna hear them. Uh, and that is the tragic case of the murder of Gwen Arujo, a beautiful young trans woman taken from this world way too early. And the absolute shit stains that murdered her. Yeah, they are, uh, what is it, from Dodgeball, skid marks on the underpants of society. Yes. It's like my favorite quote. Um, just to finish off, I have a quote from Gwen's mom that I wanted to add that I sent to myself and is not in my notes, so luckily I remembered. Sure. (laughs) Um, okay, so this is from Gwen's mom, Sylvia. Um, so quote, there is a lot of hate and evil and ignorance, and homophobia, and transphobia that goes on, and it breaks my heart to see that. I know it firsthand because I watched my daughter, and I watched what it did to her. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. (gasps) Okay. 
It's okay. <laughs> you know what? You got this little buddy. <laughs> Pray about it. Be patient. You really have to be patient and get educated. Always keep in mind that this is your child regardless. Acceptance is the key. Uh, is the key thing to making them feel and to continue with their life. There are going to be more things against them than for them. I still love my daughter, even in her death. And I am, like, in tears right now. <laughs> Rest in power, Gwen. Jesus Christ. You are missed. <sighs> Man, and... I've been, like, doing these notes for weeks now. Yeah. And, like, I was excited to get this out, but... I'm also, like, relieved because it was such a heavy story that I'm, like, oh. yeah. I've had this on my mind for so long, but, like. Oh, and great job, I think. Like, I'm really. I hope it sounds good. <laughs> I'm really excited to get to editing this and seeing how our first episode does. So, if you'd like to follow us, um, which I didn't even realize, was I not following us? <laughs> Follow us at the Voiceless True Crime Podcast on, on Instagram. Instagram, and then uh, at Voiceless True on Twitter if you like tweeting. And uh, yeah, we also have a Facebook page, but like people don't really use Facebook anymore. But it's the same like uh, the Go Voiceless suck yourself. A True Crime uh. Podcast. Um, we're available on all streaming platforms. Um, yes, I believe so. We do have a Patreon that is in the process in of being set up. So once that's uh, all ready to go, we will Get let you guys know. Thanks and for joining us. I just realized how close I was to the mic and hopefully it wasn't too loud. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a good night. Bye. See you later. Bye.